right, welcome in episode seven of the Sweat Today podcast. No intro. We're diving right in because we've got our good friend, our long, long known friend. He's been a friend of the pod, fan of the pod, supporter here, everywhere. The one and only Sam freaking Hyman. What's up, dude? All the way from Ohio. Talk to us. How you doing? Good. Somehow, some way, we're here. We're uh, we're living life in the present moment, fellas. Feels like yesterday we were all at Wingate, and man, I'm just excited to be here. I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity. Really thankful. I love what you guys are doing. Sweat today. I just I literally just sweated it. Actually, literally coming from a an all out mile uh, for my track workout this week. So absolutely love what you guys are doing, and and keep it up because you know building something from the ground up isn't easy. And just know the the journey to to where you guys will end up is more powerful than than the finish line. We appreciate that, man. I I, I want to also I want to congratulate you on your fast as hell mile. I just came from a sweat. Danny, did you come from a sweat? Make it three for three. Yeah, I was on court from about one forty five to six thirty. So yeah. the boys were grinding on this here uh, this here Thursday. All right, good. It's always been a dream of mine. It's been a dream of mine to play tennis with you, Danny. So one day. Hey, man, you t- you say the word. You're the one moving around like a nomad. You, you, when, Sam, you, when you come back to our, our side of town, you let me know. Let's do it. Let's clarify. With right. Danny or against Danny? No, I, I actually I want to hit I want to hit against Danny. Not not like competition. I just want to I want to rally. All right. Okay. All First right. of all, I also appreciate him saying not like competition. I mean, because he knows who he would have woken up the sleeping gorilla <laughs> if he had been like, "Now nah, I want to compete against Danny." Nobody that wants lion that. on Nobody your arm, that. Danny is real. It'll, it'll pop. <laughs> I don't. Off. I don't want that smoke. I don't. The want lion that. on the arm, but the gorilla in the heart. I'm telling I you, I got a gorilla. Wants, I don't think anybody wants his smoke. All right, Sam. You know what we're gonna ask. Uh, this is the number one question to kick off all of our guests in so many words. Who is Sam? Yeah, I I've heard you get, you guys ask that question to prior guests, and 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 uh, I've been sort of losing sleep over this, trying to think about how to answer it. But I would say, who is Sam? I'm a I'm a lover, man. I, I I'm I'm straight up a, a lover. I love people. I love all different types of people. I love to. I love to love and and it's something that I've I've grown throughout my journey over the years uh that it's you know when you pour into people people pour right back and and that goes for in the work environment not in the work environment it, it it's it's an unbelievable thing so first off I'd start by saying I'm I'm a lover uh secondly when it comes to work uh you know I think about my career and I think of the word impact. So that would probably be the second word lover. And then, and then impact are, 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 are the two words that come to mind is everything I try and do is, uh, with the mindset of impact. I want to, I want to walk away from a conversation feeling your impact and, and, and hopefully that person feels my impact. Uh, and, and it can be such a small thing, literally the smallest thing in the world saying something to somebody in the airport or way more in depth could be, you know, a a very intense or emotional or uncomfortable conversation. Uh, you know, those two words impact and, and, and I guess love or lover, um, I love on people, man. It's, it's, it's just, it's carried me through this, this journey of, of 
what's become at times uncertainty, uh, feeling uncertain about my, my career and where I'm headed, but uh, knowing that I have an undefeated support system that I've really sort of dug deep into over the last handful of years. And uh, yeah, so I'd say those two things, a lot love and, and, and impact. For those that don't know, Sam has been the voice of many teams in the North Carolina area for quite some time. If you've uh, tuned into any Wingate athletics over a very long period of time, especially during my time at Wingate, you're going to hear two voices very familiar uh, they're both on the podcast with me right now. Sam's being probably one of the more prominent, being the the main, I would say. What is the you guys tell me? What is it? Play by play? Are you caught like play by play? Right? You you you're calling every play. Correct. Play Correct. by play. Right. So we're talking about a guy whose career revolves around his voice, his way with words, and most importantly, your mind. Right. You have to be switched on. I don't know too many people who do the research that you do that are as dedicated to the craft as you do. And we talk a lot on this podcast about how being physically fit, mentally fit can impact how you deal with emotion, how you deal with the moment, how you deal with the present, the past, the future, not getting down on yourself. You're in a job where one fumbled word, right, might get to you. If somebody's in your position, that might ruin them for the rest of the event. Talk to us a little bit about how wellness, being physical, exercise, all things in keeping yourself at your highest level translates to your craft talk about how important that is for you day in day out keeping yourself fit to keep yourself at the highest level when you are in, in fact doing the thing that you love the most you know it's wild i started i started really diving into to fitness and, and specifically running during covid and when you talk about my my career and, and sort of what i do you mentioned it, it requires talking it re requires presenting in front of an audience and that's something that you know, when I walk into a space where people don't necessarily know who I am at first, it's a little bit alarming for me internally to bring out my personality and bring out who I am. But over time, it's something that I become more and more comfortable with. When it comes to fitness and how that affects my 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 work lifestyle, it's 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 everything. I I found it during COVID, and I started to just do it individually, and then it changed my life. Uh, from a community aspect of it, but literally when I challenge myself and I encourage anybody out there listening, if you challenge yourself in an area that is not directly related to your career, it's going to push you and it's going to make, it's going to make you a, a different type of person. And I'll give you, I'll give you one of the reasons why, you know, as a runner, there's no expectations. For me, I'm not a professional runner. When I go out there and I and I run, I, mean, I ran a marathon in in uh in April. I went out there, I ran the damn thing, and it wasn't. I was I wasn't nervous at the start line. I wasn't like if I failed, I failed. And 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 when it comes to my career, when it comes to throwing on that microphone, when I was on CBS Sports Network for the first time, heck, the second time, like it happens once in a blue moon. But when that moment happens. And you're you're in front of a camera like I am so much. It's something that, you know, there's so much pressure. It's something that for my entire life I'm I've been working towards trying to get better as a broadcaster. And so every time I do something new or every time I walk into a new environment as a broadcaster, I feel pressure internally. It's 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 like if I don't perform, if I mess up, my career is quote unquote on the line. I, and that's dramatic to say, but it's, it's like, 
I put too much pressure on myself. And when it, and from what running has done, what fitness has done is it has allowed me to understand, like, look, if you take the mentality, not necessarily everything, but you take the mentality of, okay, when I set up on the start line for a race or I go out for a run with people, whatever, regardless of what my time is, regardless of whatever I do out there running wise, failure is a part of the sport. Failure is a part of life. And that is exactly what I've tried to implement and understand it in my, in my broadcasting career is to know that when a, when a fail moment happens, when I do stumble, when I am nervous, you know, when I get that toss from the play-by-play announcer as a sideline reporter on CBS, or when that camera comes on to me and I'm the play-by-play and I'm on heck, when I started at Wingate, it was my first time on ESPN three. And I was calling my first ever Wingate football game. Sorry to ramble here, by the way, <laughs> but we're rolling. My first ever Wingate football game, shout out to Jalen Brooks, who's now with the Dallas Cowboys. Like my first game was was Wingate Johnson C. Smith on ESPN three with uh with um you know so Pornel. much emotion going through my, yeah Pornell Pornell and I on the call yeah so much emotion going through my mind like I'm trying to impress Ryan Brown like not let him down like he just hired me all this stuff and so running it doesn't have to be running but for me you know running is that other thing outside of my work that is that constant reminder that you know what Sam no matter what stage you are on as a broadcaster there you're you're always going to slip you're you're going to make mistakes and it's okay Sam that's a you put that you, you painted the picture perfectly because you know you talked about how failure is an option you talked about how it's inevitable and for some of us, no matter how prepared you are, no matter how, you know, ready you think you are to do something, whether it is something in your career or something, you know, in the in the world of running, anything can happen. And we see that a lot. But I'm more curious, you know, I, I remember when you got into running back during COVID and we were all kind of all simultaneously just trying new things and working out. But there's always the origin story. So how did you yeah. find this passion? How did you develop that passion what, what were some of those early memories that you have of, of running and and uh going on the journey that you've now been on for what three four years yeah yeah it's it's crazy donnie i it, it's i i get them i get emotional when i think about it because it's 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 so wild to me how i started this and i know everybody like you know for the most part you hopefully you, you try to find something tap into something during during covid that maybe you didn't realize about yourself but like it's gotten to the point where now i'm sitting here day by day like i'm I'm sitting here in ohio and i'm wondering like hey, what if what if i like fell in love with this when i was in in high school or middle school like but anyways so uh, origin story you know covid hit and i I'm, I'm home with my parents for probably about three or four months and just randomly started going outside and 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 running for 15 20 minutes didn't have, didn't even have Strava. I know runner, runner, runner people, they, you know, they love their, their Strava, their Nike apps, but like, I just, I just literally had a timer on my phone and I set it for 15, 20 minutes and my, my, my neighborhood's super hilly. So, you know, just, just ran. And, and then I started to like, you know, channel it into how, how far can I go? And, and, uh, you know, it was more of an individual thing from the start to help me mentally 
push through the uncertainty of of my broadcasting career at the time because everybody you know had some sort of uncertainty during COVID. So you know, running was was just my my escape by myself. And then I uh, I, I saw an element of both personal growth, right, and community growth uh, once once I once I started going to Mad Miles. So yeah, it kind of just it's crazy how how it started because it was just. I didn't expect to turn into what it what it's turned into, but my 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 running journey it's kind of simple. It just I just went outside and I started to do something to try and get my mind off of the fact that I wasn't broadcasting any games during COVID. No, beautiful. I mean, Sam, there you mentioned it at the end, and it's a it's a great segue for us because it's definitely something I want to hear more about. You mentioned Mad Miles, right? And for those who can't see you now, you have the shirt on Mad I Miles. Did. For those that don't know. Big, big, big running. I, I hate to use the word community because I think really the word to use is family. I mean, the amount of hugs, dancing, the music, everything that you see when it comes to Mad Miles is all about positivity. It's all about pushing yourself. And it's all about community, right? I'll use that word. I think yeah. people underestimate how important having people in your circle, having accountability partners, having a family of people supporting you and loving you, how important that is on your fitness journey. If you could, and I, you know, you talk about being emotional, finding running. I don't want you to get even more emotional talking about Mad Miles because I know how much it means to you. But for the people yeah. who are listening, right? Just explain, express, describe how much that community has meant to you and how important it is, especially for somebody who's just trying to find their way into fitness, somebody who's not already embedded in it. It's not in their daily routine. They're just trying to get going. Talk about how important that is to find that group of people that really pushes you to be your best version of yourself. It's it's vital, man. It is. It's 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 so vital to find that that support system, and it's it's like I I've I've had I've had a support system everywhere I've been on my journey. So it's like it's 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 just it's wild that like when I started to to go and, and dive into fitness, that like little did I know the personal growth with fitness became like community. So. Yeah, for for people that that don't know, you know, Mad Miles, it, it changed my life, and 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 I I I don't think I'll get emotional here, but I will say, it, it's it it changed my life, like it changed my life, like you know, I left Charlotte, and I, I I'm not afraid to say, it. like you you look at my my Instagram, and like I'm there, I I posted videos of me crying, like because it, it's it it meant it meant that much to me, man, and and like vulnerability is is is, is a sign of strength. Like I, I've learned that over the last couple of years and, you know, I'm not afraid to shy away from it. So anyway, yeah, I, I would just say, you know, if you, if you, if you find that, that circle of people, no matter what it is, you know, I got, a, I got my college buddies, I got my, uh, work, work buddies, you know, Wingate, I got people from all different places, but you know, Mad Miles to, for me, you know, when I joined Mad Miles, there were probably 20, 30 people at 1501 South Mint and, and uh, crazy. Donnie actually came to one of the, 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 the earlier runs uh, at, at 1501 South Mint when there, and there weren't, you know, there weren't a, a ton of people. I want to say like when I first pulled up, there were probably, like I said, maybe 40, maybe 30, 30, 40 people and instantly just felt love and, and, and connection. And, and, and I developed, 
a, a level of confidence when it came to just interacting with, with people. And I already had had that like kind of in my back pocket, but mad miles really uncovered that for me. It really gave me the, the fuel and the confidence. So yeah, to, to visibly, you know, sit there and watch that community grow and have a front row seat. Cause like when I first got there, 30 people, you know, we've moved three different, we've, we've had, we've had multiple location changes and, and I've seen, you know, from when I, when I started going to Mad Miles, I would bring, I worked at Lululemon. So I would bring like a, a giveaway bag to, to a couple people. I remember giving like three items out and then now like, you know, I'm wearing a Mad Miles metal vent Lululemon t-shirt, man. Like you can't make this stuff up. It's, 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 it's true. The growth is unbelievable. Cornell and Vanity, what they what they have done, you know, two HBCU grads from Winston Salem State, um, it's unbelievable. And I'm just like, it, it's given me so much energy to know that like anything is possible. Like to to watch that com- community grow from you know 30, 40 people to now thousands of of I mean. Heck, I think there were like 3,000 followers on IG, not to get social media here, but like there were 3,000 followers on IG probably when I started, there's like nearly four, there's nearly 50,000 now. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. And so for me to visually see it grow firsthand week by week, I mean, it's, what else can you say? And it's, it's more than, like you said, it's more than just a run club, it's family. And, and, you know, it's, it's given me so much energy in, in other areas of my life. No, it's, it's, it really is beautiful to see. And I know Donnie's got the next question, but I felt, I feel the yeah. need to add something to it quick because you mentioned seeing it first, you know, firsthand, seeing it in front of you, starting at the beginning, 30 people now seeing how big it's grown. One of the favorite, one of my favorite books I've read is called the Almanac of novel Ravikant. And for those who don't know, he's like an investor. He has a lot of good philosophy stuff, very impressive guy. But one thing he says that has stuck with me since I read it the first time years ago, and I just finished it again for the second time, he says, everything worthwhile comes from compound interest. And I think that's huge in this exact scenario, because if you start with 30 people and every 30 person's asking 30 people around them, right, the more it grows, the more people are impacted. The more people are impacted, the more it grows. And it's compound interest on top of itself. And you've seen the amount of lives that it's changed. And I have to shout out our yeah. boy, uh, somebody we did a podcast with on our previous show, LP Lawrence Pittman. He's another example. When we brought him on, he was doing workouts with five people at a public school track. Now he has his own yeah. warehouse. Hundreds of people go work out with him. If you stick with it and love is in your heart, guys, you can leave an impact on thousands and thousands of people if you just stick yeah. with it, right? There's the law of compound interest. But Donnie, I hate to take away from you. I want to get to your question, Dude, but never felt the apologize. need to add to that because I just think that's a great example of it. You know, how would yeah. Sam have found that? How would so many more people have found that if Sam didn't find it? Speaking of that, you two in those photos with the first 30, 40 people, I mean, they're some of the, my favorite photos <laughs> ever. Like if we can find them and post them, I mean, I want to get unbelievable. that photo. Yeah, we got yeah, to No, I can uncover. We took a photo or two. At, Donnie and I took a photo or two at, at Mad Miles. Oh, I remember. That we like, did. And we had someone take one of us too as we finished. And it, that's a, it's a good one. That was almost two years ago, Sam. Dude, what it's, the it's hell, wild, man? It's, it's absolutely, it's wild to me. It's wild to me that I'm... We were all in the Carolinas. Now we're all spread apart. But Danny, you don't have to apologize for taking time because you actually teed me up. You talk about, you know, continuously building something and building to something. 
Sam, you touched on it very briefly, and I want to go back and touch on it some more. You ran a friggin' marathon. Um, I don't know how many people truly, and it sounds ridiculous to say, but if you look at the entire population of the entire United States, there's probably a very small, very, very, very finite percentage of people that can say, I got up and I ran 26.2 miles just, just because, uh, you know, it's, it's been a journey, like you always say, but you know, even though I'm sure the run had, you know, all that hype, all that build up. What were some of the highs and lows as you're running? And as you get to 12, 13, 14, I always say that when I ran a half and I got to 10, I couldn't feel my knees and I thought I could just go forever, but you ran double yeah. that. Walk me through it, man. Yeah. I, w- I want to hear the step-by-step mile by mile. Uh, wa- walking you through it. It's going to make me tired. <laughs> um, Maybe run through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, I did the Big Sur International Marathon, which is probably one of the toughest marathons in the country. It's absolutely insane. It's nearly 2,000 feet of elevation gain. It's on the coast of California, and it is wild. You're running with multiple elements involved. So, you know, the first five or six miles are are fairly easy. You're like, oh, this is, you know, I'm feeling good. What? And then it opens up after you're in a little bit of the forest on the highway, it opens up and you're, you're dealing with winds in your face. I mean, we had probably, it was, it was a weird year. There were, you know, 30, 35 mile an hour wind gusts in our face for a handful of miles. And we're running on slanted roads and it was, it was tough after mile six, it got really tough. And then it really got tough with a, a, a particular area called hurricane point, which was uh i can't remember the exact specific um elevation gain of that area but it, you're running for about a mile straight up a up a hill and when you get to the top it's like this vortex of wind or whatever you want to call it that like pushed us to the side like literally shifted me to the side my race bib was about to fall off like it was crazy i personally felt decent through I'd say 15 miles. I was right around, I was right around, I want to say like a 750 pace, which for this race, not, not <laughs> like I, 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 I'm like, again, we have people from all different walks of life here. So like, you know, they're, they're, you talk to a, a pro marathoner, like that's, I, I, I wanted to be right. I was where I wanted to be. Like I wanted, I knew this race was hard. So I was like right around a, a, a flat. Um, and then, I, my legs locked up like mile 17, 18, where I had to literally stop. I, I, I didn't know if I was going to finish the race. You know, my hamstring locked up. I stopped. Um, you know, I, I, I really could not have proper form and, and run. So I stopped and I tried to stretch and I had done my proper hydration and everything leading up to this. So it was just, it was just a weird situation. Maybe I should have, maybe they should have, I, I should have consumed more pickle juice or something, but like just cramped up, man, cramped up in my legs, had a knot in my legs. And so found the, found the ability to finish, uh, and, and just broke four hours, um, with just a lot of, a lot of grinding had to, had to stop multiple times between like eight mile 18 and mile 26. So it was, I'm, I'm very proud of myself. I'm definitely not trying to downgrade it by any means, but it, it left me with a lot of, a, a lot of motiv- motivation after the fact. 
but at the end of the day, this was a race that was bigger than, than just uh, a marathon. It was, it was for, for my, it was for my broadcasting journey. It, it defined my, bro- my broadcasting journey, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of twists, turns, uncertainty, you know, high moments. That's really what it was. It was a, it was a representation of, of, of my journey. And, and so uh, that, and I did it for people too. I did it for the, uh, the people around me. Like I, I think, Every every so often, I'm thinking about people throughout my marathon. I I, t- I I mentioned that on another podcast, like right before I left Charlotte. I was like, somebody asked me, "What do you think about when you run?" And I and I and I'm like, "When I well, when I run without headphones, I think about like people. Like I just have I just have people that just cycle through my head during a ten mile long run." just like, I wonder what they're doing. I'm proud of what they're doing. Like, it's just, it just, and it motivates me. So that's like what, you know, aside from the fact that I'm running on highway one and I'm looking at the ocean and I'm running across a a bridge with a piano man playing, like it's about people, man. Like the people push you. And, and that is exactly, you know, what that, that race was for me. It was, it was about, it was more than, it was more than just, you know, running it, and my family was there at the finish line too. You know who else was there? Chris Bosch. <laughs> oh my God. I'll never forget that. You texted me and I'm like, surely the, the, the last thing I would have expected is for a freaking hall of famer to just be just chilling. You got a picture with him, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I got a picture with Chris Bosch. It was, it was crazy. I, I think he walked 11 miles for charity and oh, uh, yeah, I saw him at the finish line. I was just like, this is this is insane. This is wild. <laughs> of course, you saw Chris Bosh. Yeah. Well, you talk about that race, right? You talk about how that was a push for you. How I was right about where I wanted eight minutes. You know, running fifteen miles, which to the rest of us non-runners is like absolutely outlandish to think about. Like you're like, I felt pretty good through mile fifteen. I'm thinking like, man, put that decimal point one over is when I stop feeling good running. Like about one point six, I'm hurt. I'm hurting already, right? And I must be doing something wrong. So I want to ask you, Sam, and I'd love yeah. your insight as well, Donnie, for guys who have done longer races. I myself am running my longest run in my whole life. Guys, this Sunday, I'm doing around the crown, Sam. 6.2 miles. That's my longest run of my whole life. And I was a college athlete, guys. Dude. I know it's a, little, it's a little pathetic, right? It's a little sad. I'm sorry. I mean, what can you do no, for this me, right? is amazing. It's amazing, right? I'm pushing, and you guys are two of my biggest motivations, if not my two biggest. But, Sam, you push towards that. You talk about hydration. Talk to somebody like me who's getting started on this journey, yeah. trying to push themselves, trying to get to that long run. They're trying to push their body to places they haven't. What's the diet look like leading up to that? What's tr- I, I kind of understand the training, right? It's run, mix up different ways of running, but at the end of the day, you got to put your feet to the pavement. But diet, yeah. recovery, mental training, preparation. What do you? What would you say after running something like that? What did you learn? What would you tell me and the rest of us listeners who are trying to push our uh, push our threshold every day? Uh, yeah, I, I I would say. Well, first of all, love that you're running around the crown. I really, really wish I was going back to Charlotte for that because it's it's an unbelievable race. Shout out to um, Brian Mister, legend, uh, co-founder of Around the Crown. Donnie was actually there for for Around the it Crown was. with me. 2021, um, man. I'll be honest, yeah. guys. I'm there for the T-shirt and the medal. Like, if I'm being honest yeah. with you, like, <laughs> it's going to be fun, the community. I want the cool T-shirt. I want the medal. I want the free beer afterwards. Yeah. And I'm taking my arse right home for a nice bath. That, that's what's happening. 
Um, all right. So yeah, to your, to your question. So I, I would say, you know, what I, what I've learned about in preparing for, for a race. Cause again, I'm no, I'm no pro runner, but I do really start, I, I've started to really follow the, the running, the running world. Um, frankly, I, I've really started to watch it and listen to podcasts about it. So I'd, I'd say, you know, the, the biggest thing leading up to a race is, making sure in your weeks leading up to a race that that you're only really going hard once a, once a week you're really pushing yourself hard i'd say once maybe twice a week again that is up to the discretion of the of, of the runner but like for me personally and the stuff that i've absorbed i like to only really really push myself once a week maybe twice a week so that can be either with a long run or a track workout. So like today I kind of did a weird track workout. It wasn't really a workout. I just did an all out mile. And so that was my hard effort for the week. But then there's say a long run where, you know, eight miles, I, I run it at half marathon pace. You know, my, I'm, 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 my, I'm, I'm aiming to try and break 90 minutes in my, in my half marathon, which is like a, a little less than seven flat. Um, so what I do is, you know, I go out, on that Sunday for my long run, let's say it's eight miles and I run it, you know, like I would run the half marathon, but I, I don't do that throughout the week. Like throughout the week, I run probably 90 seconds to two minutes slower pace, if that makes sense. So when I'm training for, it could be a 10 K Danny, or it could be a half marathon, you know, my race pace, so to speak, is probably around um for a for a 10k is probably around like six between 620 and 630 pace so yeah, yeah same same do- so yeah of course man same yeah, yeah of course <laughs> no, I, I, so so do i do that every every day training no I, I i don't like i'll run i'll go out and i'll run five miles at 839 flat um like it because because it you know, when I, the, the other thing I forgot to mention earlier, Danny, is like when I started running, I, I I didn't start out and just start running five miles at, you know, seven flat, right? Like you, you build up to it. So whether you, and, 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 and I also want to give a little bit of a side note, you are an inspiration regardless of how fast you are, if you run. Um, there are people out there that I know that run marathons and their pace is 10 minutes, 11 minutes. Like that is inspiring. I want to, I want to make that very clear because everybody comes from a different background and you, you can't, you know, not everybody is an elite runner. Like that's just, we're not all gifted like that, but you, that does not downgrade your inspiration level. You can inspire regardless of how fast you are. I want to make that clear. When I do, when I do train though, going back to that, I'd say the my my number one emphasis in, in terms of the the running is don't don't go fast in your training. Um, and leave that to just maybe one once a week. Uh, diet wise, I I'm I go more I'm more of a uh, a salt tooth and a sweet tooth. I don't I don't do a lot of sweets. Um, I keep it pretty simple. I do have this this product called this um, protein product called UCAN. Emily Sisson, who is a 
uh, a pro marathoner. She also runs half. She's uh, she, she really, I think she's sponsored or something related to it. You can, it's, it's a really good, it's a really good, like recovery um, protein powder. So you can check that out. Subtle, subtle plug there. Um, but, and then stretching, man, stretching is, is, is vital foam rolling, uh, doing, taking time to stretch. I don't do that enough, but I I'd say that is, those, those are, those are some things, but the biggest thing is don't run hard when you train weekly, like keep it easy, keep it conversational, have a conversational pace when you run. Well, well tell me this then. Um, my strategy to train is you said, run, don't run fast. Like don't run fast when you're training. Uh, my typical training for races is don't run at all. Um, so that's, that's where the problems start to come in. Cause you know, I, I think my, and Donnie knows the same, you know, the same, right? You, both of you guys sent me a very similar sentiment when I just dropped out of nowhere that I ran a five mile race. Like both of you guys are like, no way, right? It's that surprising, right? I get it guys. It really is. I'm like the least possible, but you can't do these races that you're describing halves, marathons without running guys, please take what I'm saying as a joke. Do not go run without running leading up. But the truth be told is I keep that as a challenge in my mind of like, I got to push myself more and more just to know what's possible. Right. And I think that that's huge is finding this thing out. And this is the last thing I'll say. I know we gotta, we gotta start wrapping here, but that's the last thing I'll say, right? This is such a big part of running is you have no idea where you're going to start and you have even less of an idea of where you can get to. Right. All of this that we're talking about, sweat and wellness, mental, physical preparation, like that is a growth journey that you have no idea where you can reach. And Sam, I think you are a perfect example of that, of somebody who I really, really look up to for the fact that you put yourself in uncomfortable situations all the time. Like when that comes from being during COVID, living at Hilltop, doing guys, listen to what I'm saying here. He lived at a hotel on top of a hill near our school during COVID when nobody was there. And I would see him post pictures, videos, calling a sporting event that happened 25 years ago. Okay. We're talking about NBA finals, Sacramento Kings, like 1999 or something. And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. He's like, I got to stay sharp. That's who we're talking about. But it's funny, right? But you have to understand that is the level of dedication and consistency and discipline that it takes to start running a marathon. If you want to start on your journey, you have to be a little bit crazy, right? The wires got to be crossed somewhere. All three of us can definitely attest to that. If you want to push, 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 you have to be okay failing. You have to be okay hearing no. You have to be okay sitting in on a Saturday night when all your friends are out. You have to be okay being like, I can't eat that. I can't do that. Because why? I've got a goal. I'm on this journey. And I think Sam is a perfect example. That's why we wanted to have him on. He is like the, the epitome of that. So that's just one thing I wanted to add as we, uh, as we start closing yeah. here. I think that's and huge for people to realize. I, yeah. And I want I just really quickly want to just say, like, I, I, I hope people out there understand that, like, you don't have to, you don't have to be a college superstar runner or heck, whatever area it is. Like I, I, I went through high school and I, I and I wasn't an athlete in, in, in college. I went to, I went to Syracuse university and I wasn't a, I wasn't a student athlete. And do I think back about whether I wish I was maybe, but running came into my life at a certain time, let something 
fall into your lap or go chase that something when you feel like you, you need to untap potential. You guys talked about that. I think in the last podcast is that is the, the Goggins 40% rule. Like you never know what's out there for you. And I didn't know about this desire until a certain moment in my life, which is crazy. Like I grew up playing baseball and now it's sadly, I like, I, I mean, I love baseball. I love where I love what I did when I worked in baseball and when I played baseball, but like, you know, I, I, I find myself paying more attention to cross country and track and field than I do baseball right now. And it's weird to say. Um, so you never know when something powerful can, can come into your life, whether it falls into your lap or you go out and chase it. I do want to say, um, I have to, I have to mention this. I don't know what's Dan, what, <laughs> what's wrong with Danny. We got a rap right now. <laughs> no, no, God, no. Um, so what I was going to say is that, I still can't believe that Sam, let, let me do, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. What do you eat, man? Because you are, you run so much and you are so skinny and I'm complimenting you. I'm saying that you've, you know, you're doing it right. But like how many calories, seriously, like if you could ballpark, how many calories do you eat a day? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. I, I, I wish I, I should probably start tracking that uh, because I, I eat, it's like when I go to Chipotle, it's double chicken every time and, yeah. and, and almost like double rice every time. I mean, I eat, I eat a lot. I'm about to actually, after we hop off this Chipotle sounding pretty good right now. Like, Ooh. I, I'm... Ooh. <laughs> sorry. I hate oh. Chipotle. Come on. Everybody knows I hate Chipotle. Right, I'll go oh somewhere God. else. That's hey, my boy. You guys come up and visit me. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll buy you, I'll buy you both dinner. How's that? Deal. Um, so no, uh, a lot, man. I, 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 I should, I, I should track that, but I, I do, I do eat a lot of food. Um, and breakfast wise, it's more shout out to Lara bars. I, I consume a lot of Lara bars in the morning and then, uh, the Oikos yogurts. Um, I, I, I do a good bit of, of, of those two, but, um, you know, lunch and dinner it's, I eat a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, as a runner, you know, you, you gotta consume, um, you know, get those calories, especially for me. Like I, uh, I'm skinny. Uh, and I used to, I used to, I used to be a little bit, I don't know the right word here, just kind of intimidated or not, I just, I used to feel, um, uncomfortable. Like I wish I, I used to think like growing up in high school, like, man, like I, I want, I want to like be this like strong, muscular dude, like I'm, I'm skinny. I can bear, I can't even put the 25s on my, on, on the, on the bench. Like I'm, I'm benching the bar in high school. I'm bent, literally bent like I'm so, but now like all that's, you know, out the window, occasionally I'll do some, some weight stuff, but like really, man, it's, it's a lot of weightless, like push ups, sit-ups. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about that, man. The fact that I can in, inspire people and, 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 you know, uncover the fact that i'm i'm decently fast like that's that's motivation from for me sam we're gonna we're gonna run into some quick hitters are you ready okay let's do it quick what's hitters your, what's your cheat meal like cheat my meal. cheat um that's a that's a great question i i try to stay pretty healthy um i i, I like never go to any 
quote unquote fast food restaurants like a McDonald's or a burger. Like I, I rare, you'll rarely find even at like a Taco Bell. I don't really. So a cheat meal, I would say, God, that is, that is a tough, I'd say I, I, as far as like a cheat, I wouldn't call it a meal, but I would say when I have uh, like any sort of dessert is, is, is like a, is like a cheat meal for me is, is, is when I have dessert. Okay. Is that, right, is wow. that fair? so I had, yeah, I had, you're, I had you're like, just very, I, yeah, you're very ice cream sandwiches, ice cream oh. sandwiches, man. If that's your cheat meal, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> also ice cream sandwiches. Phenomenal, by the way. Yeah, I mean, can right. we just talk about how good an ice cream sandwich is? <laughs> okay. Right, second quick hitter. Okay. Sam Hyman, you're lined up big sur marathon next year, right? We're going back. We're beating our previous time what is the shoe you're pulling out of the closet to hit a big sir pr what's the shoe that is a that's a that's a great question i it's funny i was actually my my buddy chris finch who i ran my buddy chris finch who i ran the marathon with in big sir we 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 talk all the time about shoes and a bunch of people from mad miles that talk a lot about shoes i would say either the vapor fly threes, the Nike vapor fly threes, or when they come out, the alpha, the Nike alpha fly threes, I've got the alpha fly twos and I've got the vapor fly threes. I just bought the alpha. Uh, I just bought the vapor fly threes, which I plan to run my half marathon in October with. So I would say one or the other alpha either depends on how the alpha, the alpha fly threes, when they come out, either the alpha fly threes or the vapor five, the vapor fly threes. To be fair, I actually did not run in a carbon plated shoe in this marathon in Big Sur because I was dealing with some tendonitis. So I ran in um, Hoka Arahi sixes, which is like a stability shoe. So that was, uh, that kind of alleviated a little bit of the tendonitis in my foot. So I didn't go full like speed shoe in um, uh, for Big Sur this year. But yeah, either the Alpha or Vapor fly. I like it. Um, would you rather, if you have five miles in front of you, would you rather walk uphill for five miles, like uphill the entire time or sprint downhill for five miles? So walk uphill or sprint downhill? Yeah. You said? Yeah. So this is, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I, I personally, I don't like running downhill. Um, I'm with you. I'm so with you. Yeah. I, 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 it, 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 first of all, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this, but like for me, I feel like I'm more at risk when I'm like sprinting downhill to, to, to catch an injury as opposed to uphill. So I would go with walk uphill. All right. Good answer. Danny, you're up. Yeah. You say <laughs> you don't know if it's a hot take. No, no. It's, it's the same it's take everybody has take. because yeah. <laughs> us along with every doctor on the planet would be like, do not sprint downhill I unless you want your today. knees to get cracked. Yeah. And I was going downhill and I'm like, no, I, no. So I, I had to ask you cause, cause I know that your distance is, is a lot crazier than us. So you might've had a different answer, but that's a, that's a good, that's a good response. Yeah. Yes. Next one. Okay. Because we all know here, you two know better than anyone, right? If we're talking about these three guys that are on the podcast right now, if there's one guy you're going to for fashion advice, it's yours truly. God bless the both of you, right? But you're coming to me for fashion advice. So it's only right that I ask this question, okay, Sam? You're getting five, six phone calls, right? 
got a lot of people knocking at your door. They're saying, Sam, you just, you just won Big Sur. You just won New York City. You won Boston. You won them all. We want to do a sneaker collab with you, okay? But you know who didn't call you, Sam? Nike didn't call. Adidas didn't call. Under Armour did not call. Way to cut them down, Danny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those three didn't call. They're cheap. They're cheap. They didn't call some real stars, right? They didn't call Larry Bird, okay? It's not just you, right? They didn't call Magic Johnson. It's not just you. But if it's not those three, whose phone call are you answering when it comes to the Sam Hyman sneaker collab? This is easy. This is so easy. We teed him up. You teed me up, Breezy. Starts with an L. <laughs> That's easy. I should have. I should have put that in the notes. I re- I wrote that down, and I'm like, well, I mean, I wasn't even thinking sneakers. So by you saying sneakers, Lulu doesn't have men's sneakers yet, do well, that, they? So so to, to that. Okay, you bring that up. Lululemon uh, has. Gotcha. Women, they've got they've got a a, a women's line of of, yeah. sh- of shoes, and I believe at some point I don't work for the company anymore, but I believe at some point they'll be dropping men's shoes which i'm i'm intrigued about but um even if it wasn't i guess shoes running apparel oh lulu hands down i got the metal vent right here i got the pace breaker five inch short right here i got the the power stride socks on i mean lululemon no-brainer head to toe i mean i gotta be honest i feel like that's a bit of a cheat i mean for two reasons right one it's not out yet. Two, I mean, I wanted a shoe that people actually wear. Coca. I just. Yeah, come Hoka. Hoka. I, I like it. it. There you go. I'll take that. I'll take that. People actually wear those. So it works. It works. <laughs> sorry, right, sorry, Lulu. I love you guys. I love you, Lulu. I promise I'm coming ambassador, but you know, nobody wears those shoes. <laughs> Sam, I know that you listen to all the smoke, so you know the last question. I'm taking it from Matt mm. and Steven Jackson. Who's the next guest on the Sweat Today pod? And you have to help us get that answer on the show. Well, uh, I didn't do a lot of homework on this, but I have to say that one person I would love you all to have on would be the one and only Trey Harrell. Oh, Trey Harrell. All right. I could see it, Danny. Hey, we I'll take Trey. I, I want to pick his brain. I want to pick everybody's brain. When it comes to this, I want everybody Trey, on the pod. I want everybody on the pod. Trey's a Trey's a smooth operator. I would Trey is a is a is a silent, I would say, ninja with the editing. His editing skills are electric. Trey's got I'd a say poker Trey. face too. You don't know what Trey yeah. is. You know what I mean? Like he's got the Yeah. I haven't seen all you guys in so damn long in person. I know. I would I would, I would say Trey Harrell. And man, if I had to that's that's the first name that came to mind. I thought Trey. you were gonna I gotta be honest, I thought you were gonna throw us Captain Mad Miles himself. Yeah, Cornell Cornell would be unbelievable. I I mean I can help you get multiple guests. Honestly, let's go. Cornell Cornell Jones would be outstanding. Um, and uh, hey, dream big, Jalen Brooks. Oh, I was gonna say that. I knew that the Wingate connection was here, and J- Jalen Brooks. Oh. Man, I mean, I have his number, but like story of you, Joe. You guys, also, you guys know Jalen Brooks. Jalen and I lived on the same hall freshman year, man. 
Yeah. Jaylen I would, I would I, say, oh man. It still yeah. blows my mind that he's so, a cowboy. I'm giving right. you I'm giving you giving you multiple people, all of which I can definitely Yeah, get I'm game for that. So so uh between those names, um, I'm sure you're gonna have multiple episodes. So yeah, you know, I'll take I'll take those. I'll take those. Yeah. And Sam, I, I don't want to put a I don't want to put a bow on this. I mean, this could literally go on through the night, but uh, you gave yeah. us a lot, and I, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for um, the inspiration, for the motivation. No matter what you're doing, no matter when you're doing it, where you're doing it, who you're doing it with, you, you know, seeing you keep going really is mm. it, it like lights a light inside of me, and I know it does for all of us. So thank you, man. It's it's been so good to see you. It's been too damn long. Yeah, yeah. No, I I appreciate you both for having me. It's it's, it's truly awesome. You know, I'm living here in Ohio, adjusting, uh, emotional transition, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, twists, turns. But the one thing that I'll go back to, to, to tie a bow is what you guys asked me at the beginning is who is, who is Sam Hyman? And I mentioned the words love and impact. And that's, that's what I try to do regardless of, of the situation that I'm in. And, uh, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on the sweat today podcast and, you know, I got a podcast too, so I might have to bring you guys. Yeah, plug it on and have us on, man. Dual episode. Yeah, we'll collab. Yeah, that. Well, no, yeah, because we do need to collab because we got we got some IG. Yeah, we got IG profiles and you yeah. know, a little something, something, little something, something. Social, so. social. Yeah, yeah, we we love it. So thank thank you guys. Much love. Seriously, much Close love. Close it out, Danny. Well, Sam, I wanted to say something real quick. Donnie started. And there's something that I say to people who I really value, who I really love, who I really admire. And a lot of people who know me, they, they know I use the phrase a lot. What's understood doesn't need to be said. Right. So I kind of keep it simple when I talk about the admiration, the appreciation I have for people and for people who really deserve it. I say the same thing to all of them. And you are absolutely one of them. And that's thank you for being you. At the end of the day, you don't need to be anything else but you. You is enough. You impacts tons of people. You love on tons of people. So we really appreciate you for being you more than anything else. Thank you. Much love. Sam Hyman, thanks for joining us, man. Episode seven's in the books. We're out of here. Thank you, guys.